Hello and welcome to Backchat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga and back care. My name is Christine Jaregiberry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yogaberry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel. And this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Backchat. Welcome to Yoga Berry, your yoga for scoliosis community. Thank you so much for, for watching, for supporting this. Um, I don't say that often enough, I think. It, it really means a lot to me that you are, you're listening to these chats and um, you're giving me your comments. You're letting me know which interview guests you want to see. So I know Gail has been telling me, oh, um, she wants to, um, to, to have this particular guest on. So I contacted them. They're going to be on. Um, so I think it's really, really important to make sure that we're making this really, really relevant for you guys, obviously. And um, yeah, getting some different perspectives. And we are definitely getting another perspective today because I've got a very exciting interview guest. Um, but before I bring her on, I just wanted to mention um, my workshop for yoga teachers pilates instructors fitness professionals um if you have clients that have or you know might have scoliosis then feel free to come along it's on the 9th and the 16th of october so it's two hours on those two days just to give a little bit of time to digest some of that information and then come back and, and ask your questions as well so um, I think I've put the description, I've put it, the link in the description, but if I haven't, I will do it afterwards, definitely. Um, so yeah, make sure that you sign up for that. If you want to learn how you can help your students that have scoliosis, because it's kind of a different, um, it's a little bit different if it's just you having scoliosis or if you're helping someone else. Um, that has scoliosis. So there's definitely a few things that we need to be mindful of. But um, let me introduce our guest for today. And obviously, those of you who are joining here live, um, just type into the chat, let us know where you are. I'm going to ask her some questions. But if you've got something that you want to know as well, feel free to put it into the comments, put it into the chat. Um, I might not get to it straight away, but I will definitely um, read them out. So I can see Joe is already joining. Hi, Joe. So much. So nice to see you here as well. And I saw that you signed up for some additional one-to-one uh, -one sessions. So that's great. Um, right. So we've got the lovely Vivian Dawn here today. She is the creator of Scolio Fitness. Um, she is a yoga teacher. She's got a um, physiotherapy background as well. So a lot of knowledge here and really, really excited to chat with her. So let me bring her on. There she is. Beautiful Vivian. Hi, Christine. Thanks for having Hello. me. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Where, whereabouts are you right now? I'm in California right now. So it's still morning for me still morning for you and it looks like it's nice and warm as well uh, yeah i mean for me it's starting to feel cold but yes it is 
<laughs> this is me being very jealous basically that you're that you are in in short sleeves <laughs> whereas here it's torrential rain mm. and uh yeah getting very autumnal mm. <laughs> yes yeah absolutely yeah so thank you so much for um for for coming on here today and um for maybe i'm hoping sharing some of your story as well and as i understand you've got scoliosis yourself as well yes um so maybe maybe let's start there so why don't you kind of uh take us a little bit give us a little bit of a background story your kind of story your relationship with scoliosis yeah um so I was diagnosed with scoliosis when I was 10. So it was um, during the school screenings. So I'm sure um, anyone who might be watching now or later might like be familiar with it too. Just I think this is a, lo a lot of people have a similar story where it's the school nurse kind of recognizes it. So it was in PE class and we just did a screening where everyone had to do the for Adams forward bend test. And so then of course they detected my kind of more prominence on my right. So I have a right thoracic curve. And then from there was sent to an orthopedic surgeon to get my x-ray and then they confirmed the scoliosis. And um, at the time it was pretty minor and um, it was pretty much just making sure they wanted to track and make sure that it wasn't getting worse as I was growing. So I would just kind of have an appointment with my orthopedic surgeon every six months until I stopped growing. Um, so basically once I was done with high school, then they were like, okay, you're fine. You don't really need to do anything anymore from here. Um, which I know that what you might touch on later too is just how um, you have a support when you're adolescent, but then when you're an adult, it's a little bit different with the, mm -hmm. the support. So I just kind of pretty much ignored my scoliosis the whole time. Just kind of, um, I think at that age you, are going through so many other changes in your body, in your, you know, you're going through puberty, you're um, getting to, a going through different stages. So you kind of just, if there's something else that's already different, you don't really want to acknowledge it. So kind of just pretending I didn't have it, would wear my hair long, right? Covering your back, my back pretty much. Um, and then continue to play sports. Like I grew up playing tennis and softball um, and it didn't, um, I was grateful that it never really like bothered me or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and then fast, and then I've always been interested in like health and wellness. So I um, taught bar classes and then I was actually going through my yoga teacher training. Um, and we were doing, of course, like, you know, when you're going through yoga teacher training, you're just doing yoga for hours and hours, right? So yes. you're practicing so much and we were doing a lot of twisting and I didn't really think, you know, I was never told I can't do anything, can't do anything or whatever. And um, I noticed that my rib was protruding a lot more in the front. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so I went to get um, an x-ray and then that's when I was like, oh yeah, I have scoliosis. Kind of just like reminded myself of that. Um, went to get an x-ray and then the curve had um, gotten worse, even though the doctor, when they you know, said I was done growing, said, you're fine, nothing will ever change from here. So um, as the curve got worse, then that's when I went and explored um, yoga for scoliosis. So studied with Elise Miller, which I know you did as well. Um, and then just kind of shifted my career path and wanted to dive into physical therapy to be able to kind of have like the medical background with the fitness background. Um, just because I, through my own research for myself, when I was like, okay, now that my curve got worse, like, what do I need to know about scoliosis? But then it was just so confusing what was out there. Right. Um, 
yeah, first there's just not much out there. And then the things that you do find is just kind of all over the place. Mm. Um, and it was like very general. So did, do you, do you find that, um, your, your physical therapy degree, did you get a lot of information there? Did you learn a lot about scoliosis in there? I'm just wondering how much of an, an emphasis there is in, um, what kind of general physiotherapists get. They call it physiotherapists for us here, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it's actually, as you said, it is quite general. So mm -hmm. there's not much, um, there's, it is, we don't actually cover, we didn't cover it that much. And, mm -hmm. um, so it was a lot more of just my own personal journey, right? So because it was an interest of mine, then I was digging deeper into it. And then I, I actually did it, um, at UCL. So I was in London for this. Because okay. I was, yeah. So I specifically went there because I wanted to, um, the program that I went through was in partnership with the Royal National Orthopedic Hospital, mm -hmm. which since they specialize in lots of scoliosis cases, that's where Princess Eugenie had her surgery. Um, so because we were at that hospital and then I had access to all these physios that were specialized in scoliosis and these surgeons that were specialized in scoliosis, um, then I kind of just took my own took initiative and kind of did my own like digging into it and kind of um, shadowed them, did a lot of work with them to just learn more specifics of the like physical therapy for scoliosis. So I, I know that a lot of people have heard of Schroth, but then there's also so many other like non-invasive like methods. So like, there's mm -hmm. the, the side shift method, there's fits, there's so many different things um, that I was able to get introduced to, to be able to tie into a lot of my work. Okay, so do you so just coming back to your um, to your scoliosis, do you remember kind of the degrees and like how much it progressed over time? Yeah, so when I was first diagnosed, it was 10. So it's like really minor, right? It's at the cusp right. of scoliosis or not really. Um, and then when I noticed that it got worse and I got the x-ray, it went up to 31. Um, and of course, everything's always like gradual, so you never really like notice it. And the degrees, um, I've been pretty fortunate that I haven't had much pain or like discomfort. So it wasn't like that was what like sparked it. It was more just noticing just the my rib kind of coming forward. Mm -hmm. um, and then so with my like um, part, like my personal journey, my physical therapy, going through different exercises, lifestyle habits and everything um i've been able to get reduce my curve to 24. great so, yeah so kind of just the journey with it mm. yes let me just acknowledge people here in the in the chat um so we've got someone from derbyshire uk we've got uh shubham is saying i'm suff suffering from scoliosis um da -da -da -da. and then we've got um rania saying here hello from florida and warm florida just to put that in there <laughs> to make me even more jealous i'm interested in the topic because i teach yoga to a student um a senior with um scoliosis and yeah maybe you can you can give us a little bit of um some advice there obviously as well what you know if, uh, is there well i i always find it quite interesting that um yeah as we said already when 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 they're adults, they don't get kind of a lot of support, a lot of guidance. If it's a, a teenager, uh, the doctors are usually all over them, right? And there's therapies and there's bracing and there's, you know, specific exercises. 
Um, but what about seniors? Yeah, what about um, for for older people who have got scoliosis? Um, yeah, so a big piece of what um, I focus on is also just like the lifestyle pieces. Mm -hmm. So it's um, not just what they're doing like in the yoga studio with you or in that one hour session. Um, it's what they're doing the rest of the day too that's going to impact it, right? So right. Um, especially for seniors and especially just as we just get older and because of the way that our society is and just the way, um, you know, we're always looking at our phone um, or we're always at the computer or we're just a lot um more sedentary like lifestyle so it's more just like the encouragement of just like that movement throughout the day um and just being aware of your body throughout the day of that posture um and posture doesn't equate like pain or anything either right like um it's more just paying attention to where you are in space with things right it's the proprioception with it um and noticing and that awareness um of what is your curve and the degrees doesn't necessarily equate pain or anything either, right? Like there could be people with a really severe curve that don't feel pain. Like, so it's more just understanding your curve and then understanding, hey, if my curve is to the right, then I need to kind of just think about like lengthening my left side body or making sure I'm not like leaning and just like dumping into my curve. Yeah. So is there anything um, that any advice you could give um, for Rania? Maybe th some things that Uh, her student maybe shouldn't do or stay away from? Mm, yeah, so say so the shouldn't do is always like a little bit hard, right? Because it's um, it always like depends because for everyone's situation, it's different. Um, but I guess with the biggest thing I would say is just um, trying to maintain the neutral spine as much as possible. So um, with that, like even like in her day-to-day -day movements, but also within the yoga class as well um so more just kind of making sure they're um like i always work on like hinging at the hips instead mm -hmm. of like bending at the waist yeah. especially with seniors like if um depending on um if there is any bone loss or anything as well mm. yes yeah absolutely good um so just coming back to those um so you were in you were in london you were kind of shadowing all those physiotherapists and and learning about different approaches um i was wondering if there is kind of because everyone when when you found a method right or that's how i i i feel because i talk to a lot of people here who have got their method right and they have their thing and they're like well this is going to help you this is going to um correct help you correct your scoliosis um it's kind of the magic formula right so i'm i'm wondering if um if you find because you have explored obviously different approaches is there kind of do you find there are some similarities do you find that there is like overall things that come up over and over again that the things that are, what are kind of what's the essence what are the key things that you picked up yeah so i um i'd say the key things definitely are you know just like creating length right so it's always that um in in physical therapy of course it's talking more about like using the word like traction or elongation right um in yoga it's like that lengthening um and then of course in pilates and bar it's kind of the same it's always like lengthen right so it's always um i think the common things is always you want to lengthen and then like of course like 
the breath is the most important thing first, right? So especially like a lot of people are familiar with the um, breathing practices like from yoga, right? So a tying, the breath is important, the first thing, and then probably the lengthening and then like the strengthening. And I think those are all, I think every practice does that in different and ties all that in, in different, similar and different ways. Mm, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, good. So we've got uh, Vaishnav saying, I've turned 17 this month. I started wearing a brace when I was 16. After some months, my four or five degrees reduced. Can I reduce it any any further? I think that's a great question. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't know how, how many degrees it is in or it was before you started uh, wearing the brace. So that would that might be interesting to know as well um where you where you started but um let's let's make it very simple i mean you already mentioned that you reduced your own curvature obviously mm-hmm. so do you believe that um scoliosis can be corrected oh, okay so 60 degrees so it's quite a severe curvature here so i would ask um so is she also using um, doing physical therapy alongside the brace or just bracing. Um, so if she's on live and can answer that too. Yes. Yes. Well, we'll ask that. Do you, is there anything else that you do or is it just, um, the brace? And also, I mean, (laughs) I'm learning about bracing at the moment through the, um, the, um, SSOL, which is a great scoliosis learning, learning platform. And oh my goodness, there are actually quite a lot of different types of braces, isn't there? And they they all they don't all do the same thing. So um, that might be quite interesting as well. Okay, so saying Vaishnav is saying I do hanging. Awesome, love hanging. <laughs> um, yeah, so the hanging is that traction again, right? Or that lengthening that we were talking about, and um, a big piece of the um hanging also that I also would recommend like active hanging so that is also that strengthening and making sure you're supporting the spine in the hanging position as well and so not just passive hanging is also important with that. yeah um yeah. and to go back to the reducing of the curve so um I think again it's one of those things where it depends like for everyone's situation it's going to be a little bit different and um what i found through my research and then my personal journey and then working with others is that the hardest part of what we hear sometimes from doctors um, is that once you're an adult, your spine is fixed the way it is and you cannot do anything about it. Yes. Um, Which is why um, when people hear that I was able to reduce my curve, sometimes they're just like, did you though? Like how, like how did that like work? And I actually reduced it in my thirties as well. So definitely like I'm an adult, like, and it's like, and I even grew like a centimeter and that's not a ton, but I grew a centimeter because my spine like straightened out a little bit more. Um, But it doesn't necessarily um, even though, of course, I think that's what, when we have scoliosis, that's what we always kind of want to strive towards. But it doesn't necessarily mean that a straighter spine is going to equal anything either. Right. So it's more just making sure just like how are you feeling in your body is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do because of my personal experience with reducing my curve through um, non-invasive techniques um, and 
helping clients and my members and stuff do that as well, I do believe that there are things that you can do. Um, and if you are, and especially as a teenager too, like bracing alongside physical therapy and exercise, um, it's that passive and that active, like mixing together. Um, studies have shown like such great results with that as well. So, mm. so for the person who asked the question, um, I think there's always possibility. Yes, especially um, because she's still very young, right? Um, so 17. Um, so yeah, it's 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 just kind of it's just the beginning of the of the journey, isn't it? Yeah, and the good thing is that she is 17 and she's on top of it already, right? Yes. Instead of um, just so many people that I've spoken to is just most of they I, they don't reach out to me until it's like now they feel pain and so then they do reach out right or it's like oh i just kind of i think um a lot of people ignore it until they mm -hmm. can't ignore it anymore whereas it's better to take a proactive approach to it oh yes yeah absolutely absolutely and and whenever i ask a question in my in my facebook group in the in the yoga for scoliosis community uh, about you know i have this question what would you tell your younger self if you could go back in time 20 years or 20, 30 years, it, it always, the thing that always comes up is I wish I had done something earlier. I wish I had been um, proactive. I wish I had kind of started exercise earlier on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really great question to ask with it. And I think that the a big piece of that too is, um, like for me, the doctor told me I didn't have to think about it. So then I was like, okay, I'm not going to think about it. Yeah. Um, right. So I think that what is really important is um, to have just a team, right? So it's like, just because you have surgery doesn't mean that you don't, it's not like one versus the other per se. Like you can do all the things, right? Like you can still, um, if you have surgery, you can still do physical therapy. Or if you do physical therapy, you can still do yoga for scoliosis, or you can still do um, scolio fitness or, you know, it's, um, and having that support and you can still go through doing like, you know, your massages and things too. It's like having your team to support you. Um, and, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's not just one thing, right? It's not just one thing that um, is, is kind of do everything, right? You might, you might find that there's different things that um, are great to support you in general. Mm -hmm. hmm. Good. So uh, we've got a hello here from the Philippines. Uh, so coincidentally, I found your page while searching for my condition and what I can do. Just today I was diagnosed with mild thoracic dextroscoliosis. So maybe maybe you can tell us maybe you can tell us what that means and maybe you've got some advice, right? So this is this is great, obviously. So um, diagnosed today. Um, Right. What What now? Right. This is what a lot of people are asking. Right. They're like, I've been given this diagnosis. What do I do now? What do I do with it? Does this mean that, you know, um, yeah. What does it mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tell us, Vivian, what does it mean? Um, so I think the first thing I would say is um, just take a deep breath first. Right. Because I think whenever we um, hear that you're whenever we hear we're diagnosed with something, then all of a sudden it's like this. I don't know. I mean, obviously not everyone, but I know like for me, then I kind of like have sometimes fear comes up because it's like, wait, what is this? And then um, you start like Googling everything. Right. So you become mm. you just kind of start looking everything up and then think of, 
you know, so take a deep breath and just know that you're going to be okay. And that there, the great thing that you found at this chat and you found Christine's page and everything too, is there are so many of us around the world that also have scoliosis. And, um, it's, there's now you have a support system. Like I know that when I was first diagnosed, like I didn't really know anyone that had scoliosis. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about it. It was just kind of like, okay, it's just me. I'm just going to protect like, you know, um, and now there's such a community, which is amazing. So um, finding us on social media and stuff too, and just kind of finding that support, I think is important um, for something that's mild. That's great. Cause then now you can take proactive steps with things as well. So, um, first, yeah, take a deep breath. Know that you are not defined by your scoliosis. Um, it doesn't, that's, there's so many other pieces of you. This is just one part of it. And having curves in our spine is actually, there are lots of natural curves in our spine as well. So it doesn't have to be like stick straight, right? With everything. Um, and having the mild curve. So now what I would encourage you to do is just kind of understand your curve a little bit more under just kind of build more of that self-awareness um and then noticing different things not dwelling on it but just kind of noticing so then you kind of know how to work with the curves instead of against them so i think a big piece of anything is just when we are um let's see when you're when we are in kind of like uh like a battle with something right like, so if it's your scoliosis or if it's something else, um, then it almost just kind of builds up and makes it like worse when it's just kind of like embracing it and just mm -hmm. um, be like, okay, like this is what's happening. So now like, how are we, like, how can I take the next steps from here? Mm. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a follow-up here. Um, I haven't got it before until I started um, something during pandemic and i'm kind of worried i visit my doctor in five days for rehab info can this be more progress worst well yes so that that is an important question obviously to ask you know is what's what's kind of the uh the prognosis of of scoliosis is it something that just gets kind of worse and worse and worse and worse is it something that, as you you said before, you know, when when we're an adult, um, they usually say your spine is fixed; it's gonna stay like this. What's what's your take on this? Um, I think there's people who um, are diagnosed um, when they're younger, and then it never gets worse. And then there are some people that it does. So again, it just depends. And I think being um, Paying attention to your lifestyle habits, again, like kind of how we talked about earlier, makes a difference. And for the person who just wrote in, um, I think it said it was from working from home. Mm -hmm. um, yes, sorry. <laughs> yeah. so it's, um, I'm not very good with all the abbreviations. Like, what, <laughs> what could this be? <laughs> no worries. Um, so I guess a good question to ask your doctor is, it, is if it's um, a structural scoliosis or if it's a functional scoliosis first. Um, because if it's strictly from um working from home then that might just be more of a muscular imbalance which means mm -hmm. it's a functional scoliosis and that's different than a structural one where um there is more of a change in the shape of your spine mm, yes and what what would that mean if it, if it's a functional one uh, is that better than a structural one 
yeah, I wouldn't say one's like better than the other, right? But um, <laughs> but I would definitely. So when you're going into the Adams Forward Bend test, right? So if you, it's a if it's a structural one, so like I have a structural scoliosis, so then uh, my rib prominence will kind of show up a little bit more. So when I bend over, you see the right side of my ribs kind of come back a little bit more. Um, but if it's a functional scoliosis, when you're doing an Adams Forward Bend, so even if you're when you're standing, you might be a little bit, you know, one shoulder a little higher than the other, or the, it might look a little curved. But when you do the forward bend test, um, then your spine actually is looks straight. So then if that's the case, then um, it's more muscular. So then maybe it's because when you're sitting at your desk, you're kind of leaning to one side a little bit more, or are you wearing your backpack on one side a little bit more? Or when you pick up groceries or hold your baby or anything, is it always dominant on one side? And if it's dominant on one side, maybe the muscle, muscular system on that side is built up more. And so now we need to work on balancing it out. Mm. Yes, that's, that's another thing that always comes up. It's um, so people, people will ask me, I've got this and this curve. Uh, which side do I need to stretch more? So I was, I, you know, I have answers, obviously, for, for this, my own opinions. But uh, what what would you kind of say to this? Is there one side that needs to stretch more than the other? Or does it just feel like we need to stretch it more? Yeah, so I always do. Um, so I always work on kind of like lengthening the side opposite your curve. Um, so I'm assuming you probably do like similar, right? It's kind of like stretching that side more. So when you have your, of course, like your convex side, which is the side of your curve, um, and then the concave side is the side opposite your curve. So I always work on trying to bring more space to the concave side to kind of help um, open things up. And when you're doing it in your body, you might feel um, that difference as well, right? So when I'm stretching my left side body, I definitely feel much more of like an opening. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the stretching that I do like on that side is more just kind of like lengthening that side, like just kind of, um, bringing a little bit of space. So little things that you can do throughout the day um, that I always, I call them scully snacks with like my members. Um, so I just encourage them to do it throughout the day. And um, like, even if you're walking through a doorway, um, every time you walk underneath a doorway, then I kind of decide opposite my curve, I'll kind of like put that side against this door frame and then think about reaching up to kind of help open up that side. Um, and that's also just so great because you're helping to open up all your breathing parts as well. Mm. And your breath is so important in helping to open up your body in different areas too. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's the concave side that you kind of, you stand against a, a door frame and then kind of stretch into this. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I don't like lean or anything necessarily, but I kind of just like stand with my side, the side of my body um, next to the door frame and then kind of just like reach up and kind of just like build length on that side. And if you have multiple curves, which most of the time we will have a compensating curve, um, mm -hmm. then of course like stand on the other side too, but then you might focus on if you have a lumbar curve, maybe it's more opening up the waist yeah. versus a thoracic curve. Then you want to open more of like that rib cage. Mm. So here's another follow-up. So Vaishnav um, is, was 17, obviously, as we learned, and has got a 60-degree curvature and saying, I'm skinny. Now, this is, just to tell you, this is, uh, this is very, very normal with scoliosis. So most um, adolescents 
with with scoliosis are also fairly slim and quite um hypermobile so so that always that seems to kind of go together um okay and i like a workout for supporting my spine will it be okay if i work out with scoliosis over definitely. to you <laughs> um 100 um you should definitely work i mean i i'm a huge um i mean we both are right this is why we do what we do is yeah just, um, the importance of movement um so just i think a lot of times people get scared like when they are diagnosed something okay now i can't do anything right um where it actually is most should be like the opposite in a way so yeah. um always move your body and it doesn't even have to be like a specific um exercise class or anything either it's just making sure you're walking i think that's like if you can't do anything else just making sure you're getting out for your daily walks like get up every 45 minutes from your desk and move around um and you want to make sure you're doing something that you enjoy um but also with scoliosis, it adds a whole other dimension, right? Um, which is why Christine does yoga for scoliosis and I created Scolio Fitness is it's important to learn um, and have the awareness of what your curve is so that when you're go doing your exercise, um, you're supporting your back and you're supporting your curve um, versus making things worse, which I don't even want to say that, but um, because when I before I focused on it, like I did make mine worse by not mm -hmm. understanding um, my curves. And also sometimes when you're in a group exercise class, um, like a big boot camp or a big yoga class, and there's 30, you know, 10, 30 people in there and the instructor, um, although they um, are really great at teaching their class, they might not understand scoliosis. Um, yeah. You just have to be your own advocate and know mm -hmm. when to modify something when to back off um and this is interesting because the ego plays into it right so for me it was like in a yoga class which obviously in yoga we it's all about learning to drop the ego but when you're in a yoga teacher training and you have like you know like 30 50 people with you in class and everybody's doing this pose right a certain pose and you're like i could do it i'm gonna do it too right when it's like actually maybe i shouldn't have done that so um just building that body awareness just mm. when, like and being your own advocate because the instructor might not always know um so while when i noticed that which is why i actually created scolio fitness to kind of bridge the gap between the physical therapy side with the fitness side um so that people can work out and exercise safely um, and do different types of exercises um mm. supporting their spine yes so scolio fitness is so uh so it's not just yoga it's it's other things that you bring into it mm -hmm. yeah so it's just a um a blend of there we do like scolio fitness yoga we do a different like bar inspired classes Pilates inspired classes um this past week we just did like a strengthening and like high intensity circuit so there's different the whole idea of scolio fitness everything too is i don't want anyone to ever feel like you can't do anything right you can still do all the things you just want to do it safely for your body um and this goes for everyone not just us with scoliosis right because mm -hmm. just you know even if you don't have scoliosis like we're all built differently um you know so if you 
just because someone looks a certain way doing a certain exercise um, that you see on Instagram or in your fitness class or whatever, it doesn't mean your body needs to or should look that same way when you do it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I definitely, my practice has changed uh, hugely from when I was in my, in my twenties, I turned 41 yesterday. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, so yeah. And I, and just what you, what you said before, I can absolutely relate to this. I used to have quite a strong um, Ashtanga yoga practice and it was all about, and yes, okay, exactly this, you know, drop the ego and all of that. But really, you know, you're, you're encouraged to go further and you're encouraged to go deeper in into the poses. And um, I kind of ended up feeling, it, it kind of went, I'd start yoga, it, it makes me feel better and better and better and better. And then there was a point where it actually made me feel worse where I was like, oh, no, this is now actually I'm just feeling much more imbalanced. I feel like I'm even more twisted. I feel like one side is just doing all the work and the other one is just not doing anything. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's definitely I think the the whole awareness bit is is so important, but it's also so hard, right? It's, it's so difficult, especially um, I think for the younger ones, for the, for the teenagers who, who might be in a brace, you know, they're just about, they're like, well, I don't, I can't feel my body, right? There's like this brace here. So um, <laughs> any, any advice maybe of, of where, you know, when, when, if people say, well, I don't, I can't, I don't know what you talk about, you know, my right side is, how is it different? Where do I start, right? What can I do that is simple? And um, that is still kind of, making me stronger mm -hmm. yeah um let's see the yeah the bracing is always an interesting part because of course when you're in the brace um you're not going to be feeling i mean i think most of the time when people are in the brace they might not be exercising in the brace so then that's kind of so understanding how your body feels when you're in the brace and then now how are you going to support your body in that same way when you're out of the brace Right. So kind of building that muscle like up um, and a lot of this, which I'm sure everybody with scoliosis has heard is keeping your core strong. Right. So just different um, understanding what that means also. Right. And because your core, um, your breath is part of your core. Right. So it's mm -hmm. like from your shoulders all the way down to your pelvis. Like it's not just your six pack abs. Um, so understanding the inner core. Um, so it's like that the muscles that kind of wrap around the spine. So it's almost like that corset in a way. And then, so, and then there's also the understanding the difference of um, engaging the core versus like just sucking in, right? Which I think like yeah. in our society, it's the whole like high-waisted pants or um, girls just, unfortunately we just get into this, like we have to suck everything in when really you need to learn how to be able to expand and contract, you know, yeah. in different ways with that too. So um, if somebody um, is, is just kind of starting off with this and does not like, don't, doesn't know their curve, right? They only have like their x-ray or they just know like, hey, I'm right thoracic or left lumbar or whatever. And those terms just seem super foreign. Um, I'm willing, like, just, if you have any questions, like definitely like reach out because um, it's hard to give like a blanketed thing, like, you know, mm -hmm. just on, um, on a video like this, but it's, 
the first steps that I always do when I help someone is to help them understand their curve and understand what that means. Um, and then from there, just kind of what to focus on hmm. um, when they go into other exercises or into their day to day. Um, and then so whether you are working with a physical therapist or another scoliosis like specialist or yoga for scoliosis, something that they can be able to help you with it. Um, or if you don't have anyone um, and you are looking like we're both doing like the things virtually as well. So it's always available to you. Mm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let me just go back to it. Um, so Vaishnava was saying, I was doing flexibility exercise every day, but I stopped after wearing brace. Should I continue? Yes. So I guess it depends on um, what flexibility exercises you're doing. I think it, it's definitely important to be flexible, um, but also to be mobile and also to be stable. Mm -hmm. um, and that stability, uh, like what Christine said, that a lot of us with scoliosis um, might be hypermobile, right? Which is why we probably do um, tend to veer towards things like yoga or anything too, right? Um, or dance or gymnastics. Um, so when you are already flexible, then it's gonna be important to find that stability. Mm -hmm. um, and even if you're not flexible, it's finding that stability, especially for your spine and especially just understanding that stability in your entire chain, right? So the way your feet are is going to support how your knees and your hips and then your back, like everything is connected. Um, so definitely if you have, I know that you, um, whoever just went mentioned, she's wearing her brace. So if she's going to her specialist and her specialist is also recommending any PT or anything either, then it's always good to ask them. Um, but yeah, it depends what flexibility exercises you're doing. Um, mm. But of course it's always good to be flexible, but don't forget to build strength. Yeah. So uh, on this, I'm just, I'm just thinking of this big, um, when you were kind of, when you were working with, uh, the orthopedic surgeons and physiotherapists, did you find that they would give kind of quite tailored exercises to people or did you find that they were kind of giving general back strengthening things? What, what was kind of your experience? Yeah, so I would say with the orthopedic surgeons, um, they weren't really like my orthopedic surgeon what he only told me to do like mini cobra that's like <laughs> literally the only thing i had um so i was like okay i'll just do this you know um but and then the orthopedic surgeons that i had met um throughout my physio program and stuff some of them are more surgery um like bias oh fire alarm yes i'm like oh sorry about that <laughs> that's all right we'll we'll let her we'll let her sort out her um her fire alarm uh where i'm just going to go through some of the other comments here just have to remember my question right so we've got daily shines i have also mild scoliosis but i don't know why my chest is also going forward when i'm standing Okay, so we, we would need a little bit more information. Is that one-sided maybe? Um, you know, sometimes with scoliosis, it, that might be the way or there might be other things 
kind of uh, that accompany the scoliosis as well. So um, we know that there is often um, low doses as well, and sometimes even in the thoracic spine, which isn't that great, but that's for another another day because that's a big topic as well. You sorted out your fire alarm, Vivian? Um, I hope so. It it turned off, so let's just hope. I have no idea what happened. So, I'm not cooking anything. You're not cooking anything. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, so yeah, you were talking about uh, your experience with the what what orthopedic orthopedic surgeons and physios were were recommending in terms of exercise. Um, yeah. So let's see. Some some orthopedic surgeons um, unfortunately didn't believe in the the need for physical therapy. Uh, this is like a hard thing for me because obviously. I am big into the movement, and I do believe that before you go into surgery, it's um, in, it would be great to be able to do physical therapy or exercise so you're as strong as possible going into surgery so that you can recover quickly as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then post-surgery, um, if your surgeon does not recommend physical therapy, um, I do rec I would say maybe like get a second opinion or just try to, I, because it's going to be important to just kind of rebuild a lot of that strength as well. And just making sure you're, once you have surgery, your things are, even though your spine is straighter, um, everything else in your body is now shifting to that, especially if you've lived in this body for, I mean, you know, it's, things have gotten used to the way they are for a long time. And then now just everything is shifting to adjust to it. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. And I, I would always add to that, you know, that the surgery is, is not, is not the end of the journey. It's kind of the beginning of the, of the journey and the imbalances, they, they are still, you know, they can straighten. Well, I've not seen that they can actually completely straighten the spine anyway, but, you know, they can take some of that scoliosis out. But as you say, those, imbalances in the connective tissue um they are still going to be there and it's it's really important to um to work with that as well yeah and surgery um for lots of people um let's see if you like surgery doesn't mean it's going to fix everything and it doesn't mean it's going to take away your pain or anything either so mm -hmm. um i think sometimes we like just to have like a quick fix with stuff. And obviously it's not like a quick fix and we all know that it is a very serious like surgery. Um, but it's just important to know that um, if you can kind of try all the other things first um, and see what might help or might not help. And then um, of course, of course your surgeon will know your situation best, but um, I wouldn't rush to the surgery unless it was something that what like if your curve was progressing like very quickly or something yes yeah absolutely okay so would you advocate any kind of weight training to help increase core strength what's your thoughts on weight training <laughs> yeah so um i think weight training is um important i actually love like body weight training I think there are so many ways to work your core, um, re like even without using weights. Um, like honestly, like the biggest way to work your core is actually just really learning how to use your breath. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's like the biggest thing. And um, the bit, the piece that I um, teach a lot that a lot of my Scolio Fitness members and clients are always surprised by is that um, sometimes we break it down to really like simple things for the core and actually yeah. like the hardest things because I think it's really hard for people to slow down. I think everyone's so used to, um, oh, I'm going to do these like Russian twists or I'm going to do, you know, the leg like flutters when they're in like a boot camp class or something to work the core when actually they never felt their core when they were doing that. They were just going through the motions <laughs> when now it's like literally just like laying there slowly, like focusing on that inhale and then using your exhale and really engaging the core um, is really important. So I actually have a video on my YouTube page on planking for scoliosis um, that it looks really simple the way we're going to getting into it, but everyone always starts shaking right away when they get into it. So if you do want to work your core, I recommend kind of checking that out. Um, and okay. then so many things that we're doing every other exercise, right. Or even like a yoga pose, you're still working the core too. Hmm. So. Yes, um, absolutely. I think we need to keep that in mind, right. That, um, uh, there's, I was, you know, we were doing, we were doing tree pose today in, uh, in my yoga for scoliosis class and it does, it might not seem like it, but you're actually working your core as well in your tree pose because you, you need it to, to be able to balance. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention as well, if, if you're interested in a weight training, um, make sure to check out the interview I did with Bess Terranova from Strength and Spine. So she's really, she's, she's great for anything like that. And she was actually a professional, um, bodybuilder as well. So yeah, I, any of your, if you want to work with weights, she's the kind of the, the go-to person I would say in, in, um, in that direction. Good. So thank you so much, um, Vivian. Is there anything else, any other things you, you, you know, anything else, how can we find you? How can we get more information if we need it? Yeah. So, um, a lot of, sorry, just kind of back to what any, for the other stuff, a big piece of Scolio fitness is not just the physical part. Um, but it's also just the like mental and emotional pieces. So I definitely take more of like a holistic approach. So um, for anyone with scoliosis and you're doing your physical therapy, you're going through your exercises, that stuff, um, that stuff is all wonderful. But again, just a reminder that it's all the other things you're also doing. Um, so nourishing your body from the inside out, right? So making sure you're eating, um, you know, like foods that are going to help for with your bones, that's going to help with um, like anti-inflammatory, especially if you're noticing any discomfort or pain. Um, and also just being patient with yourself and taking it easy also, listening to your body and the whole um, sleep, I think, is underrated when it's like such a huge thing because that's when our body is healing. That's when our body is restoring, renewing. So how are you setting yourself up for sleep? Um, and then with that, that's going to set you up for how you feel the next day too. So um, I definitely take a very like holistic and integrative approach with it and apply a lot of like lifestyle practices um, because we live with scoliosis 24 seven, right? So, um, but it also doesn't, but it's also the way that we're feeling and how we exercise and stuff is gonna impact the activities we do outside of the studio. Mm. So. Yes, 
Yes, absolutely. And uh, this is more kind of the the healing part. I um I would imagine because we we talked that you know there's obviously you talk about corrective exercises and you talk about correcting scoliosis, but then also you you talk about healing, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the corrective stuff. So um so with my fitness experience, I have my like I do personal I have my personal training certificate and also corrective exercise specialist. Um, but I wouldn't, I don't usually use the word like corrective, like when I'm working with clients or patients or anything, because um, I don't feel like we actually need to be fixed per se. Like we're not broken. There's nothing like wrong with us. Um, it's more just learning how to work with your curves instead of like against your curves. Mm. So working like with your body, understanding your body um, to support it, right? So supporting it in healing supporting it like the body is an amazing our bodies are amazing right if you think about it it's like all the things that it's doing all the time so now it's just more giving it what it needs so it can do its job and it yes. can do like so yes beautiful i love that <laughs> thank you so much so we're getting a few thank yous here in the in the chat as well so i think everyone everyone enjoyed that make sure obviously you connect with um vivian it's what is your instagram handle again let if you can just remind us it's day it's, day yeah. with viv isn't it <laughs> yeah so i have um i'm at day with viv and at scolio fitness and um if everyone can if you guys want to go check out the planking video we can all plank together today and if you yes. do plank, like, tag us want to see um yeah so i'm on i have a my at Scolio Fitness for YouTube, but I'm mostly on Instagram, so you can find me there. Lovely. Excellent. Good. That's great. Thank you so much for your time. And yeah, thank you for all the great advice you've given us. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And um, happy birthday, Christine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Bye, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, I would be super grateful if, if you could leave me a five-star rating and review, which will help me to create lots more amazing content. If you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net.